This one concerns those pouting prima donnas found in the swelling jar for ranks of the roll call of Sulfordians. Harold Briggs has got his Hobson's choice. Tony's Warren and Wilson's got too much voice. Ayuk Candin acts with poise, but is Marquis Smith the mayor of Salford? Hazel Blair's got up the greasy pole. Walter Greenwood got love on the dough. Did S. Lowry paint with coal? Looks like he did. Is he the king of Salford? Ellie Brooks sung about the stuff about Pearl. Isabel Hodgins acts in Emmerdale. I wish Ryan Giggs would fail. He's no prince of Salford. Emmeline Banker's got vote for girls. Robert Powell gave Jesus girls. Sean Ryder regularly hurls. He must be the high priest of Salford. William Webell has picked up the ball. John Riley and Paul Scholes never take a fall. Oi, clean that gasworks wall, McCall, if you want to be the bard of Salford. Peter Hook marries John Woolley. Mike Lee makes Manford funny. Sir Norman Moore, step aside, honey. Johnny Clark's the king of Salford. Or is it Maisie's? Here's Salford. Swelling J out the ranks of the sexational cycle slots. Those nubile nihilists of the North Circular. The lean Leonine leatherette lovelies of the Leeds intersection. Luftwaffe angels locked in the pagan paradise. 
No cash, a passion for trash that soft Madonna whose Cro-Magnon face and crab nebula curves haunt the highways of the UK. Whose harsh credo captures the collective libido like lariats, their lips pushed in a neon arc of dodgems. Delightfully disciplined, dumb but deluxe, deliciously, deliciously deranged. Twin-wheeled existentialists steeped in the sterile excrements of a doomed democracy, whose post and sensibilities reject the bovine gregariousness of a senile oligarchy. <laughs> whose god is below zero, whose hero is a dead boy, condemned to drift like forgotten Sputniks in the fool's orbit, bound for a victim's future. In the pleasure drones and nurse at Spadiga bars of the free world, the mechanics of love grind like organs of iron to a standstill. Hands behind your back, silly noxious gas of cheats to cheats, totalitarianism. Hail the cycle sluts. Go, go, the glam gringos for the gonada go go age of compulsory. The dirty 30, the naughty 40, the shifty 50, the filthy 5, zips, clips, whips and chains wait for you to arrive. Hell's angels by the busload, stone stupid how they strut, smoke woodbines till they're banjoed and smirk at a Swedish smut. Life on the straight and narrow path drives you off your nut, by day you are a psychopath, by night you're a cycle slot. On a BSA with two ball tyres, you drove a million miles. You cut your hair with rusty pliers and you suffer with the pillion piles. You got built-in obsolescence. Oh, you got guts, but you don't reach adolescence. Slow down, cycle sluts. Motorcycle Michael wants to buy a tank. Only 29 years old and he's learning how to wake. Yesterday he was in the groove, today he's in a rut. My, how the moments move, brute fun, cycle sluts. See, cacks on your originals, you pee pee on his boots, he makes love like a footballer, he dribbles before he shoots, the goings on at the gang bang ball make the citizens tut tut tut, but what do you care, piss all you tell them cycle slots, now your boyfriend burned his jacket, ticket expired, tyres are knackered, Knackers are tired, you can tell your tale to the gutter press. Get paid to pedal smut. Now you've ridden the road of excess that leads to the cycle slot. So you can dine and wine on stuff that's bound to give you boils. Hot dogs direct from Crufts, done in diesel oil. Or the burger joint around the bend where the meals thank Christ to skimpy. For you that sell the world could end up with a bang but a wimpy. Cheers. Good evening. And welcome to the Trust the Wizards podcast. Hey! My name's Rebel Ricketts, and we have an explosive night tonight because the fireworks are hailing over Little Eden tonight, and he feels like a rocket from a bottle set free, and he must have rocket to the moon. Is he a rocket man? Baby, he's a firework. He's kicker of elves. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. And he can't decide whether he's Rocket 88 or a Rocket Reducer number 62. But he says, if there's a Rocket, tie me to it. With his Catherine wheel on, wearing flares tied round his waist and a cherry bomb on his arse, he's jumping Jack Flash. He's Sharitho Garbanzo. Rocket to the moon. Yes. As regular listeners to the pod will know, bran is an important part of your diet. Hmm. They also know that I have spent a number of years living overseas. This included four years in the 90s in Saudi Arabia, which generally limited my music buying and listening experience. 
In fact, there was just a single music shop in the town I lived in that sold anything other than the religious chanting on tape. To be fair, it was mostly mid-90s pop that they sold, but for some reason they also carried every single release by The Fall and Frank Zappa on CD. I was therefore able to replicate my Vinyl Fall collection and start to build up a Frank Zappa one. I managed to get most of the studio, album, studio albums from Freak Out to The Yellow Shark and all the You Can't Do That On Stage Anymore live albums. However, the one I listened to most was not credited to Frank Zappa or the Mothers of Invention. Rather, it was credited to Reuben and the Jets. And their doo-wop influence 50s love songs uh, was the one that I mostly ended up cruising with. I recently discovered that the CD version that I had uh, had not had been re-recorded by Zappa and remixed by him, in fact, uh, sometime in the 80s with completely different rhythm tracks to the original. The 1968 version only became available on the Greasy Love Songs release five years ago. And before we hear my favourite track from the album, I'm Not Satisfied, let's hear from Frank himself about who exactly Reuben and the Jets were. Reuben the group to work on his car. He had just saved up enough money to buy a 53 of Grey Primer. His girlfriend said she would they're all still good friends even today. The other main guys in the band, Nacho, Louie, Pana, and Chewy, still come over to Ruben's house on Tuesday or Wednesday to listen to his collection of Richie Fallon's records and also Eddie My Love. Generally speaking, they save cherry pie and work with me Annie till the late part of the evening so they can have something to hum on the way home or to Burger Lane. Some of them continue to hum and pop their fingers, even the next day, working in the car wash. Now that they have gotten their big break in show business, each one of the main guys in the group voted at the band meeting to keep the name Ruben on the Jets, not only because it sounds real fine and gives it class, but also because it makes it real sharp. Ruben even likes it too and thinks it is real sharp. All the guys in the band hope that you are sick and tired like they are of all this crazy far-out music some of the bands of today are playing. They hope you are so sick and tired of it that you are ready for their real sharp style of music. They are good, socially acceptable young men who only want to sing about their girlfriends. They want everybody to start dancing close back together again like 1955 because they know that people need to love and also want to hold on to each other. Even holding hands is okay to them. They want you to hold hands and dance the bop and fall in love to their music. One of the main guys in the band was telling me a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about how uh, about only half the guys in the band ever show up at rehearsals most of the time. If people would just hear my plea, I would give everything just to sing the songs that was turning me on in high school. Reuben has three dogs, Benny, Baby, and Martha.
Especially during this time of the year, people are moving shoulder to shoulder like in China. Discovery. 
Sound Chief's command, Tortoise starts to sing. It is the trouble of seeking human beings. It is human beings who are seeking trouble. It is the trouble of seeking human beings. It is human beings who are seeking trouble. how you spell it anyway uh, all music and lyrics written by the uh, wonderfully named Joy Frempong uh, and they're from South Africa I believe is that the same uh, Frempong family that has a, an Arsenal player no oh. because firstly he doesn't play for Arsenal does he not secondly, what does he play for uh, I don't know he used to play for Arsenal then. he did used to play for Arsenal yeah, yeah. yeah uh, no it's not and also they don't spell it the same oh ok uh, they, I believe these lot are from South Africa sounds like it on the um, yeah and uh, they're on yes. they're on Cramp, the wonderful Cramped Disc record label, and that's a it's a it's an unusual peculiar album, mm. but it's, it's a, an unusual a, peculiar song. It is, yes, it is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. At times, it reminded me of uh, especially the female vocal in there. It reminds me of Laurie Anderson. Laurie Anderson, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I liked it. Oh, that thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And it poses the question. Oh, yeah. If you were in the woods yes. and yeah. you came across a tortoise playing an accordion and singing, mm-hmm. uh-huh, what would you do knowing what you know now? I'd, I'd run away. Well, one thing that, that I find funny about the song, funny as in strange about the song, is when the tortoise comes back to the city and then refuses to mm. you know, do his thang, mm. um, he says, well, I warned you back in the forest. But if he did, that bit's not in the song. There's no bit yeah. at the start of the song where the tortoise says, don't take me back. You know, so it's, he could be the lying. hunter's been a bit unfortunate there. Well, yeah, I tell you, what, the hunter's got some very nasty friends, hasn't he? Because mm. I mean, they killed him just because the tortoise wouldn't sing and play the accordion. Well, that, but he was the king, and he did warn him. He did say at the start, at the top of the, he did say, look, if you're if you're not telling the truth, then you'll meet God's glory. You know, yeah. well, he doesn't say that in the song. 
There's not some explanatory king starting to think. There's no limit. At the, near the start of the song, he says, "If you don't, if you're, if you're, if you're, true, if there's no truth in your story, you'll meet God's glory or something like that." Oh right, he okay. does warn him. Oh, okay, yeah, miss that. If bit. you're telling a lie, we'll kill you. What do you think the deeper philosophical meaning is held in that song? Oh well, the the bit the bit that really I like about the song. There's a lot of things I like about the song, but I, I really like the bit in the chorus where it isn't trouble that's seeking human beings it's human mm. beings that's seeking trouble mm. uh, uh, I don't know what about philosophical meaning or any of that but well, I, you know that's, that seems to resonate somehow uh, and, and, and it, let's it, remember that is from the perspective of, of a singing tortoise yeah mm. an accordion playing tortoise which is uh, even rarer even singing, rarer yeah. I think yeah. that tortoise is actually fairly rock and roll yeah, and uh, having thought that, because I, I haven't gone down the philosophical route like, yeah. like you boys, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I thought, I wonder how many songs there are rock and roll songs there are with tortoises in. Oh, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course. And, and I would say there aren't very many. Well, we played a couple of podcasts ago. We played the Cat and Mouse bands with the album uh, "Fridge Over Troubled Tortoise." You remember? That's we, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But is there a song called that? Uh, I don't think there is actually. No. no, I've got one. Go on. It's near. It's nearly a tortoise song. Go on. Okay, Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. Turtle eclipse of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, turtle eclipse of the heart. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually, I actually found yeah. a few that did, did have uh, tortoise in the Good. in the title, uh, and of course there is the band tortoise as well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've got. The, I won't go through them all. Actually, but what I have done is I've put together a little playlist which we can perhaps embed on our uh, page. Oh, it's where a, we, where you a go tortoise play, Spotify yeah, playlist, which I've cleverly yeah. entitled "Elvis Tortoise Everything We Know." Uh-huh. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, so it features bands like Strapping Field Hands, Pond, Thinking Fellas Union Local 282, This Oi, Nathaniel Green, Shonen Knife, and others. Oh. But not very many others. Yeah. No. <laughs> so maybe I'll, I'll, I'll have a think and see if I can come up with any more. Do you know the Shonen song? Knife song? I don't. The tortoise no. title, do you know? It's a no. great title. Tortoise Brand Pot Cleaners Theme. Open brackets, green tortoise, close brackets. Pot Cleaners Theme? Yeah. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Pond as well. I quite like some of their stuff. I think. In fact, yeah, uh, did we play a Pond song on one of our previous uh, podcasts? We did, yeah. We made we made one of the best of the year things, yes, I think. That's we right. played a Pond it song. It wasn't Green or Giant Tortoise, though, Giant Tortoise, right. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, look, I look forward to hearing have it. A, maybe have this, a little listen. Maybe if the listener knows mm. any other Tortoise songs, mm. they can send them in and we can add them to our Tortoise place. Are we, are we, are we going strictly Tortoise or are we allowing... No! Let's ser- stri- come on! Tortoise? Turtles? No Turtles. No. Fuck, fuck turtles. Right, well, no, don't fuck turtles, <laughs> if you're listening. Don't fuck turtles. That's okay, going to be turtly cool, isn't it? Yeah, you're going to get into a lot of trouble there. That's totally all right. Anyway, before that... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, before that, Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa. Now, yeah. now, is that, was that a, 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 um, a wizard splitter? Absolutely. I, no. I, I've, I've always hated Frank Zappa. Yeah. I don't know what it is. He makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> He's a creepy guy. Frank Zappa. Is, well, I think you'd have to say was, to be honest. Yeah. Is he dead? He's dead. I, I do feel slightly worse now for that, but he's still. I, no, I'm, I'm staying by that. He's a creepy guy, yeah. and all these songs sound like they're from seventies porn movies. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, obviously, I've never seen one. Never <laughs> seen a seventies porn movie. No, no, but I imagine that's the sort of sounds you get in there. Right. And yeah. this particular. Do you really not like the doo-wop song? I love this. I'm not. I, well, I'll, I'll tell you my opinion. <laughs> Look exactly. at that! Isn't that? Isn't that a lovely package? <laughs> it's, it's very silvery very silvery indeed and I look at the CD as well <laughs> yeah, with a classic American uh, uh, car Cadillac okay Chevrolet something yeah. like that yeah. oh yeah very nice yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see look he's creepy <laughs> on, the, on the inside cover what's his nose there it's, well 
That's not really like him. That is, like that is a cartoon of him, to be fair. Yeah, no, but it's, it's even worse. He's deliberately done that. <laughs> you mean, he looks, huge you, you mean he's, he looks like a creepy guy? Yeah. Right. Very. You'll like this. Is a li- look at that. That's that's him. At, that's a little picture there of his him at school. I, think. I see why he's got that massive nose. Because <laughs> <though. laughs> he actually has got a massive nose, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've talked before about um, or, uh, you know the the, the the thing these days with, with uh, <laughs> you know music. You, you hear a song on an advert. So you know some teenager hears a here's a song on an advert. It's a Bob Marley song. So they, you know the click of a mouse. They go and they download twenty yeah. albums of Bob Marley, That's which they probably never listen to. Yeah. You know, uh, or if they do, they might just listen to Legend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Frank Zappa, uh, long before digital downloading, when I, when I was a teenager working in the record shop. I used to see this album section of yeah. Frank Zappa, yeah. and it was massive. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds loads of albums. Yeah, yeah. He's a very prolific guy. And, and I just thought, I'm never, ever going to listen to any of those albums, because what if I really like it? Mm. I'm going to have to buy and listen to all go, of them. Go and live in you Saudi know? Arabia, you pick them up nice and sick, them cheap. Well, well I, until, re- well, fairly recently, about three or four years ago, um, you know that TV show, Classic Albums? Mm. <clears throat> and there, I, I, there was one of those about one of his albums two of his albums called Apostrophe and yeah. Overnight Sensation oh, yeah. and I thought well I've always been quite in- intrigued I have actually heard one of his albums called In It For The Money years mm-hmm. ago which I quite liked mm. this is the reason why I'd never listened to it mm. no, not because I didn't think I'd like it I thought I might like this yeah. I might yeah. like this yeah, yeah. and then I might have to buy shitloads of it a lot of it yeah, um, yeah. they do but, all sound but, fairly similar though well I thought <laughs> what I'll do is I'll just listen to one album yeah. So I watched this documentary about Overnight Sensation and Apostrophe yeah. That's what and I just bought that one album. Oh, did you buy it? Two albums. Two yeah. albums. It's a double album. And I've been listening to it a lot yeah, yeah. over the last few... I, I really like it. Yeah. But I've not bought any others. But I happen to know, because you told me years ago, that your favourite one is called Hot Rats. Yes. So true, uh, maybe that will be the next one to... Is, is that anything like Overnight Sensation? No. It, fe- it features Captain Beefheart, in fact. Uh, is it Captain Beefheart in Trout Mar- Res- Re- Mask Replica... Songs going in, no, a, no, in no, a million no. different directions at once, or Captain Meat being part in a song you can actually listen to, kind of. He, he can listen to it. Yeah, he, yeah. he sings on the final song, uh, Muffin Man, I think it's called Muffin Man. Right. Yeah. Have it's, you met the Muffin Man? Is it that one? It's not that no, one, no, 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 and then I didn't really listen to him again, and I've yeah. started to, to listen to some of the albums that I've got still well, myself. There are a couple of words... Joe's Garage is a particular favourite. There are a couple of words which could be related to him, which are words that I usually run screaming to the mountains to get away from, which are words like jazz. Yeah, a bit jazzy. Mm. Prog. Okay, I'm not uh, sure about no, that. No, I don't know. No, just like I say, I haven't listened to enough. But, I mean, uh, there, you but, don't know prog. Yeah. Man inside cover. Silver foil, <laughs> green painted head. Yeah. What's that coming out of his mouth? Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's long, there's long extended instrumental there are, yes, that's solos that's on a lot true, of his stuff. There are. And there's, there's some straight jazz, straight jazz albums as well. To be fair. Um, but anyway, there you go. That bit do what? We haven't had do what before. No, no. He's a creepy guy. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> a while back, uh, Mr. Avells. Hmm. Um, gave me uh, a CD, obviously because he'd had two, uh, of a, ba- a fella called Mark Kozelik, uh, a live album. Uh, and on playing it, there's some beautiful, um, reserved, slow, graceful music. Uh, and in the stage banter, uh, he's a very humorous fella. Somewhat con- sort of a 
challenging, shall we say, confrontational, mm. uh, but fun nonetheless. And you realise by the end of it, um, the, the the crowd really love him. And uh, you know, you, you see, he's a, he's a nice bloke after all, even though he kept saying this is my final song because you guys are weird uh, <laughs> and, and things like that. Yeah. But you know, you got to be underneath. Well, I can trust him. I'd like to go for a pint with him. Mm. What a sound block. Mm. Uh, that, I didn't realise that that live album was more or less the same as the album Benji uh, that he released this year. Uh, and so I've got that. That's it doesn't fantastic. sound the same, to be fair. The, 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 the songs oh, the songs are the same. They don't sound the same because it's, it's live. Mm. Uh, and then, so recently, I thought, well, I wonder if he's done anything else. I wonder if I can steal a march on, on Kicker uh, in my Mark Kozelic fandom. Mm. Uh, and so I went online, and yes, I could, but in a very strange way because this nice, mild mannered, uh, humorous chap. Uh, and apparently um, got a bit of a spat with the band War on Drugs. Uh, well, the story is, uh, Marcus Alex playing at a folk festival, uh, and uh, from another stage, he gets blasted by uh, a very loud band. Uh, and he asks them, the crowd, who's that then? And they say, War on Drugs. Well, he takes that. I tell you what, War on Drugs can suck my cock. Uh, and then he thinks, oh, I'll write a song about that. And he does. And he puts it out. And, um, obviously, uh, he says some very unpleasant things about them. <laughs> uh, which is nice in this, in, this, in this days of sort of consensus. Uh, he's happily being totally judgmental uh, and insulting about a fellow musician. But it's okay, because he said, they're generally nice guys, let's get together and have a chat. But then he says, that's a challenge. So he lays in a challenge to them, and then they arrange to play the live together, and then Warren Drugs pull out, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, he thinks, right, okay... He, he insults them again. Then War on Drugs do a, do a piece to a journalist, slagging him off. So then he takes that and, put, and puts another sound file out, saying their words and laughing his head off after it. The controversy rages on. But you judge for yourself. Here's Mark Kazelic with War on Drugs, Suck My Cock. Stage, I heard a classic drum fill Blasting a hundred decibels over the hill It was getting pretty loud, I asked who it was A guy in a raincoat shouted back the called war on drugs It sounded like a basic John Fogarty rock said this next song is called The War on Drugs Can Suck My Car Suck My Car War on Drugs 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 Suck My Car We were playing a show down in Chapel Hill To a bunch of drunk hillbillies And it smelled like swill The microphones didn't work The staff couldn't give a fuck The crowd was getting out of hand And I told them all to shut the fuck up All you rednecks, shut the fuck up All you rednecks 
Shut the fuck up. 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 Shut the Someone got offended and wrote a piece of crap. Some spoiled bitch, rich kid, blogger, brat. And posted some graffiti done by some half wit. Who thought my actual name was Sun Kill Moon? What a dumb shit. Sun Kill Moon, go fuck yourself. Sun Kill Moon, go fuck yourself. Sun kill moon, go fuck yourself. Go sun kill moon, 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 go fuck yourself. Go sun kill moon, go fuck yourself. Go sun kill moon, go fuck yourself. I met war on drugs tonight and they're pretty nice. But their hair's long and greasy, hope they don't have lice. I heard them do their sound check and next to the birds. They're definitely the whitest band I've ever fucking heard. The whitest the band I've ever heard is War on Drugs. The whitest war band I've ever heard is War on Drugs. The whitest band I've ever heard is War on Drugs. The whitest band I've ever heard is War on Drugs. The whitest band I've ever heard is War on Drugs. The whitest band I've ever heard is War on Drugs. The whitest band I've ever heard is War on Drugs. The whitest band I've ever heard is War on Drugs. Then there's more. Tunnel people are people too. This is their big night out. Smoke a joint with their buddies on the way in their cars. They're gonna rock out tonight to see your commercial league guitar. Bridge and tunnel people love them some war on drugs. Bridge and tunnel people love them. 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 War on drugs, suck my cock. War on drugs, beer commercial rock. War on drugs, suck my cock. War on drugs, beer commercial rock. Give them a cheer. 
War on drugs to make three albums took them nine fucking years. War on drugs, suck my cock. 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 Guess it's gonna just fade out. So there we are, uh, Mark Kazanik, Sun Kill Moon, on uh, War on Drugs, Suck My Cock. Yeah. Uh, what do we make of that? Well, I think that's brilliant. I mean, for, for me, it's, it showcases Kazanik's sense of humour, really. Because mm. he, he, I mean, you've described him as kind of this, this nice, affable I'm not sure he is very affable. I think he's, he's quite cantankerous and, uh, and curmudgeonly, uh, but funny. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a bit like Morrissey and Leonard Cohen, that sort of dark black humour. Mm. And he is hilarious, I think. Uh, but not not everybody gets him, and, and you mentioned the, you know the live album. He, he, so he attacks people in the crowd, mm. doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and they don't always get him either. And you know, I've got live albums by him because he does produce quite a lot of these, where you can hear audibly hear people being thrown out. I'm quite angry about it. Is it um, more on drugs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and another thing I really like about that is it it tells you all you need to know. You didn't really need to introduce it because everything's in the song, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, whole, the whole thing about it. But inter- interestingly, though, he, he did write it. He wrote that song because uh, when he was on that stage and he was being drowned out by War on Drugs, he said, well, the next song's called uh, War on Drugs. War on Drugs, Drugs so but he didn't actually have that song. No. But now he does. Yeah. Does he? But he wrote... Does but he just... He, yeah, and he, he... Well, I don't know. He then, he then said... You know, he then... News got out that he'd been slagging off war on drugs on stage at this thing, and it, was, it seemed to be developing in this to this big spat. Whereas clearly he's just having a bit of a laugh on yeah. stage, um, and and it, this kind of big spat has grown. And uh, he, 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 I don't know when he wrote the song, but he, he he said, well, to suggest this, obviously as a joke, he said, well, I'll come to your show at the Fillmore, and I'll uh, sing this song I've written, which is called War on Drugs, Suck My Cock, you know, uh, and. Uh, yeah, apparently the other guy from Adam Drugs was going to. It's not. It's not. Is that his name? It's Adam something or other. Uh, he didn't get back to him in time, so he then released the song "War on Drugs Suck My Cock" on his website, and and yeah, I don't think that's helped to resolve matters <laughs> uh, because then the other guy got quite. He went. He, he's been slagging him off in public, and then there's a new song which is uh, called Adam Gronofsky Blues, where which is. Kozilek reading out the, the the statement that this guy from War on Drugs said, but all the while laughing his head off yeah. at, at his words. So, uh, yeah. No, I don't think there's going to be a resolution there. <laughs> Not soon. Time soon. Well, I think, yeah. I think a lot of people are wading in, aren't they? I mean, some of the 154 comments underneath that, that article. Uh, right. It seems that some of them get a little hot under the collar. Well, I mean, the War on Drugs are a very popular band. Are you aware of them? I am aware of them, yeah, because I... Do I need to hear them? 
Is it like a John Fogerty kind of thing? No, well, he mentions them in the song, doesn't he? <laughs> the whitest band I've ever heard. Yeah, we did. Bridge and tunnel people love them some war on drugs. That, that kind of thing, yeah. I mean, that. The, the Uncut magazine love them. Absolutely. Uh, and, and every few years, Alan Jones, the editor of XML, you make a guy, uh, editor of Uncut, seems to get a band, an Americana-type band, who he really, really adores. It was, years ago, it was Lamb Chop and... And, uh, you know, the, the current one seems to be War on Drugs. <clears> and Drive by Truckers, I believe. And Drive by Truckers, yes. Uh, what they called the ones you went to see and hated. Uh, they have a song about a horse. They're a bit like people compare them to Springsteen. I hate them, you quite like. Um, the, I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. The Springsteen copyists. Yeah. Oh, God. The Hold Steady. The Hold Steady. But the current one seems to be the War on Drugs. If you look on, on the monthly magazine polls for best albums of the year, yeah. War on Drugs is number one or number two in quite a few yeah. of these things. Uh, I've heard about three songs off this new album. Uh, they're all right. Yeah. I'm shaking my head there. So they're not well crap. I've, I've yeah. not heard one song about them. No, yeah, really right. I don't want, I don't need to. But I, I, my, can I just say my favourite bit in that, and there's loads of really good bits in that. Yeah. My favourite bit in that song is when the applause comes in when he, when he says they've written three albums yeah. in nine fucking years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Super. As a Robert Pollard fan, I would imagine that would amuse you. I've got to say, I thought, I thought some of it is just very funny. Mm. Yeah. But to say it's the whitest fucking band I've ever heard mm. seems to be really offensive. Does it? Yeah, I just well, it, it's I mean, I mean, he's hardly bored, diddly, is he? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, well, I think you can yeah. say that he's he's clearly taking the piss, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it, it, you know, it's it's, it, it's it's it would be a better place. You'd be in a better place to say it if he was like you know had a bit of funk in his music. But it's you know it's a it's a guy with an acoustic guitar. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah, but, but I think ultimately, you know, knowing Mark Zelly, he's obviously been excited by you know, by the whole prospect of the, the Furore and people getting annoyed about it. That obviously amuses him more, mm. and it's yeah. driving him to Because I, I read something about him said he's he's so much more than more on drugs. So I can't, he's, he, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's not what he's all about. He's <laughs> <laughs> not. But, but what happens? He is because he he like he think he finds it funny enjoying the uh, the way. I've got a picture for by the way. We should put this on the blog. So he also ref, 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 refers references. Mm. They, mm. They, 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 he had a bit of a. Um, he played a festival called the Hopscotch Festival, apparently, where he slated off the crowd and called them a bunch of hillbillies, which yeah. he talks mm, about in right. that song. And after the show, some what did he call them, sweaty blogger brat or something mm. like that, took uh, took a picture of some, what somebody had written on that. So there's somebody actually has written on the pavement outside or on the sidewalk even. Outside, sun kill moon, go fuck yourself. So mm. I thought that picture would put, we'll put that on the That's on the nice, blog. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you don't. I don't sense that. I I hear many disputes like that breaking out these days. No, it's good, isn't it? It, it is enjoyable. Yeah, it should be encouraged. Yeah, but it's like you know, on the X Factor, mm. they have these these pretend fights, you know, yeah, between the judges, which is so staged and tedious. But this is a genuine. We need to find uh, another. Davy uh, Ham- Davy Hammond's can suck my cock. Davey Hammond's Smelly Flower Podcast. Oh, yeah. I was say, we need to find another, another music podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah so Davey Hammond. We it's... look forward to hearing your response, Davey Hammond. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how songs stay with you, isn't it? It is funny, yes. It is funny, yeah. Um, I first heard this, this next song on a flexi-disc that came with the long-forgotten fanzine Hello, Good Evening and Welcome back in 1985. Strangely, I clearly remember that the disc had a fish on the centre. A picture, not an actual fish. (laughs) Uh, It featured two songs, the one I'm about to play by the band 1000 Violins. 
Interestingly named after the first line in Orange Juice's Consolation Prize. Fans. There's uh, Edwin in the corner there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there's also a track from The Man Who Knew About Trees, uh, which I haven't remembered and I had to look up. That's the name of the band, is it? That's the man the name of the band. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember, I remember, I, remember vague, I haven't got the song, but I, I vaguely remember it being very echoey, guitar-y, echoey. Yeah. Um, anyway, the chorus of the song, this 1000 Violin song, was so good. I even nicked part of it for the song for uh, the band, and I used the term inappropriately. I was in at the time we used to play, so I actually nicked part of the song. Yeah. Um, and I found part of that I found a tape of that band, the Red Bricks' house, uh, playing that song. Um, but it was so awful that I will protect you, dear listener, from ever having to hear it. Instead, let's thank Cherry Red Records for putting together all the lost songs from the very fine 1000 Violins and a collection, Halcyon Days, that really took me back to the mid-80s and Yorkshire. You are grateful bastard.
that was the riff-tastic King Tough with Eyes on the Muse from Black Spell Moon. The album Black Spell Moon. Right. Yeah, yeah. The King's back. Yes. The King is back. That's ace, that is it. Top quality riffage. 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 Riff mungus. <laughs> I felt I felt I'd heard that riff somewhere before, the sound before, but I couldn't yeah. place it, so maybe I haven't. Maybe it's just so good. It sounds as if I've sort of a well, I know, you, well, it's, it's in your heart. You mean if the do 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 it's a bit like do 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 Right. But uh, I couldn't find it, so yeah. it's obviously a, what a great song that is. And then, well, also not just the beginning riff, but also the guitar solo in the middle, yes. which sucks it up a notch. I've yeah. said top solo sounds like a guitar duel with one guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, if, if, if I had to say one negative thing about it, it's, it's the, the, the instrumentation on it is so powerful, and the guitars are so good, and then the vocal kind of is it's a bit, the vocals are a bit. It's not his strong suit. Yeah, he needs, he needs to, to be delivering a bit more yeah. forcefully. Yeah. Is yeah. it a he or a she? It is a he. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 If you have to ask, then it proves my point. It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's, I can forgive him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Me I too. can forgive yeah, him for that, yeah. for that and also the fact that I've discovered that apparently there's a... Um, a glow-in-the-dark limited edition vinyl version of that album. Ooh. Yeah. Glow-in-the-dark. I saw, actually, I must, must uh, link to this, but, uh, but there's, a, there's a thing in it. it. It said, the 20 most amazing-looking pieces of vinyl that have been issued in 2014. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. It was on a... You, you won't like this bit, but it, it's true. It was on a Manic Street Preachers uh, fan page because they were on one of the 20 things. They were, uh, but I thought I'll, I'll forward that yeah, to yeah, you because yeah. yeah, you, you, you do like your... Weird vinyl, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So where they, where these boys come from then? America. <laughs> America, <laughs> yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. We've played them before as well, haven't we? I think it was on a best, best of two thousand a year twelve perhaps. Yeah, and that had a good guitar riff oh, on yeah. as well. So oh, there's yeah. all their stuff. No. Terrific. No, the the album's fantastic, Black Spell Moon. Uh, but that's that track stands out. They've right. obviously put a bit more. Work Kyle on. Thomas, that's the fellow. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he played, he played with Jay Maskis. Oh yeah, no? really? Yeah. Well, that makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then before that, of course, we had uh, Thousand Violins. What did you make of that? One thousand violins <laughs> play for you. There you go. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Your deep blue uh, Yeah. Um, well, please don't sandblast my house. Yes, that's what I thought. I thought thousand violins. Mm. Please don't sandblast my house. It's another song by them. The only ah, song of them. Right. Yeah. A very, 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 very important uh, album in my teenage years ah. was, was this Melody Maker compilation, Indie Top Twenty, ah, yeah. which had "Please Don't Sandblast My House" by One Thousand Violins, but it also was my introduction to The Wedding Present, Joy yeah. Division, New yeah. Order. Uh, a whole bunch of indie schmindy, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, like Tallulah Gosh and the Flatmates and Mighty Mighty and the Soup Dragons before they went shit and Half Man Half Biscuit oh. uh, all, and all oh, so many more. Yeah. The Close Lobsters. Oh, you know, I bought albums by all of these guys, not by I think you're not yeah. alone in not buying albums. By no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sadly, uh, I think they're great. Yeah, they, they are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've they just reminded me of all those of, of all those. Bands that I loved uh, back then. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think. Would you say the Smiths were sort of the trailblazers for this kind of 
It was like intelligent lyrics, you know, a, a, a male singer who sung with like a deep baritone sort of thing going on. Yeah. And, you know, there's a bit of that, isn't there? You could also make, make a reasonable case that Orange Juice were, were mm. um, precursors. Precursors mm. to the part yes, of that scene. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with the, with the guitar sounds and uh, the unusual lyrics, lyrical mm. themes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a, really nice to hear them all again because I, I had forgotten them more or less. And but that song really stayed with me, as I said. And of course, there's the line in there: "I'd walk a million miles for you." Yeah, which got me thinking. Uh-huh. That's quite a long way, isn't it? That is. It and is, in, yeah. in fact, where would you have to live from here to walk a thousand, a million miles? To a million, million miles. Yeah, a million, million miles. miles. Well, yeah. I think here, wouldn't you walk the all the way sun, Is it? Well, I, 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 th- I, know, I think I know roughly how far we are from the sun. Go roughly. Go it's about four million miles. Isn't it? Okay, so it's a, I you, it was a quarter of the way years. to the sun. It's over four to or get... 40 million ways. He's yeah. perhaps overstating it, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Frankly. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it's not the first. Not the first, no. Frankly, well, I've told him a million times not to exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. <coughs> I've got a quiz. Oh, a quiz! Yes, it's quiz time. Hey. So following on from the line, a while. I'd walk a million miles for you, uh-huh. um, that puts a couple of specky twins to shame. Uh, <laughs> here is uh, how many miles quiz for you oh. two wizards. Excellent. All right. Excellent. Now, we need to keep score here. Okay. Um, so I've got questions which I'll, uh, I'll ask you one at a time and uh, the, n- the nearest will get it right so I'll okay. ask you both a question but okay. one of you can go first okay. yeah. so basically I want to know how many miles excellent right? okay. the quiz so, is called how many miles how and, many and miles? you want to know how many miles okay. I, think, I think we're doing that thing we usually do with a quiz of so it's called how many miles <laughs> it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. most of the questions are about how many No, miles. I'd say all of them. All of them? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, <laughs> we really are over explaining yes. that. I know. Okay, so, <clears throat> how, Rebel, you can go first. Yeah. How many miles does Jim White have to go on a nine-mile road? Ten? Would you like to challenge us? Or? Forty. Ten is correct. Oh, no. Ten, ten miles to go on a nine-mile road. And you're, I can't get a pen for it. Oh, here you go. So Ricky gets one for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. All right, Jerito. Ah. Uh, how many miles are the stray cats from Memphis? Forty. Uh, You're going forty for everything, are you? No, just that one. <laughs> <laughs> the one before. Would you like to? I, I was going to say forty as well. I don't know why. Well, don't say forty because thirty-five. Okay. Well, you get the points because they're actually eighteen miles from Memphis. Oh. Yeah, 18, I right score, eighteen miles from Memphis. Yeah. So it's two two zero. You're winning. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Rebel. How many miles does Christy Moore have to go to Dublin? Five. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 40, but I don't think it's that much. <laughs> I'm going to go six. You're going six? Well, it's everything above six, then. Well, Teresa, you, you do win it because uh, Christy Moore has 90 miles to Dublin. Oh. Mm. Yeah. All right. Teresa, how many miles more do the residents have to the graveyard? Hundred miles. No, no, just keep oh, sorry. Ninety nine. You're saying hundred. Hundred, yeah. You're saying ninety nine. Yeah. No, the residents have six more miles to the graveyard. So I've got to say, you get the point. <laughs> you get the point. So close. <laughs> right, Rebel. You might know this one. How many miles are the B fifty twos west of Venus? No, I don't know that one. Two no. thousand. Uh, okay. I don't know that one, and I'm disappointed that I don't know that one, but I'm going to go with um, 1,000. Okay. (laughs) 
They are 53 miles west of Venus, oh. so you win again. Oh. You're quite a long way out, to be honest. 53 miles west of Venus? Not as long way out. A thousand miles closer than he was. Exactly. All right. Shemitah, <laughs> uh, this is yours. How many miles more do the cowboy junkies have? Uh, a million miles more. Mm-hmm. Five. <laughs> they have. Listen, I'm going to have to work this one out. They have 200 miles. At least it's maybe closer than I have. <laughs> All right, I can't remember who said it is first. It's uh, rebels. Okay, all right. How many miles to Earth do the blue giant Zeta puppies have? Oh, seventy. Uh, is this a GBV offshoot? No, it's not. Seventy-one. You've said seventy. I've said seventy. You've said seventy-one. Uh, it's actually forty million. Right. So, so, so you win. I win. Yeah, I was a lot closer. Right. Whose turn is it now? Yours. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You might. You might know this one. How many miles of bad road does Dwayne Eddy? That have? is forty. That is that forty. Is it yeah. is forty. Yeah, yeah it is forty. After, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you might know that one. You might know this one. Good, good, good. Well, well maybe not. I don't know. Uh, okay, how many miles low are Cheap Trick? No, I don't know. Two. Okay. Three. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> Eight miles low. Oh, yeah. So you should have got that, shouldn't you? Really? Eight miles low. Eight miles high. Like, oh, like the birds thing. Uh, no. So what did no. you say? Three. It was you again, was it? Yeah, it was me again, yeah. Okay. Uh, is it is it related to the bird song that in no. any other way other than no. title? No, that's no. a shame. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, how yes. many miles does Bobby Bear have to the city? Um, 40? 25. 26. <laughs> <laughs> One million. Oh, oh got it. <laughs> so, let me just have a little, little see. Well, one, two, three. So, there's four to Rebel Ricket. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five. There's six to Juritha Garbanzo, but I do have a decider anyway. Sure. Uh, and the closest, please, to the number of miles in the Man or Astro Man song that is something miles. Okay. Right. 65. Is it? Are you going 65? Yeah. yeah. I've got 66. Well, if I take a point off for every mile you're away... <laughs> Because the answer is 400,000.37 miles. Right. So you'd that's, be taking... Nobody wins. One less point. No, you'd be taking one more point off him. <laughs> it's just one more mile away from That's me. true. So, you so win. I win. Yay! <laughs> so join us next week for another edition of How Many Miles? Ding! <laughs> <laughs> I've read one of those articles recently, uh, one of those how to buy a certain artist, you know, which albums to buy. And, right, we'll start from and it was how to buy hip-hop and the Stooges. Uh, obviously, it had Lust for Life and The Idiot and the Stooges debut album and Fun House on there. But what really shocked me was the, um, the bit at the end where they say, and here's one to avoid. Right. You know, and they, and they, 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 it was this album, uh, <laughs> 1981's Party album. Yeah. And, and I was... Oh, well, I was gutted. Mm. I was indignant. Really? I, I fucking love that album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. The opening track on that on that album, I'm sorry, the opening track on side two of that album, Pumping for Jill, the very first band I was in, that was the first song we learned to play, and it was the first song we played at our very first gig. Rebel, there's a Scar tune on there. Sea of Love. There's, that's one of the best songs he's ever done. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, there's a Scar tune on there. 
uh, which you may be familiar with, uh, called Happy Man, and I defy anyone to listen to that and not to feel as happy as Iggy clearly is <laughs> when he's singing it, perhaps with the uh, aid of some pharmaceuticals. Um, elsewhere on the album, there are all kinds of anthems to hedonism, like Pleasure, where he's, the chorus goes, Give me some pleasure, it's my life. And Rock and Roll Party was, Uh-oh, what do I find? Rock and Roll Party, but where is the wine? Which kind of, both of those give you an idea of probably where we, Iggy was at mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that in 1981. It's all, uh, mo- well, it's mostly co-written with a guy called Ivan Kral, mm-hmm. who is a former member of the Patti Smith Band. Mm-hmm. And he kind of been detailed to help, write, help Iggy write that album and basically to get him a big hit. Uh, so you know, it's, it's, what was supposed it's, to be the hit off this one then? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Uh, there's a great song on there called "Houston Is Hot Tonight" that kind of rips off the melody of Neil Young's "Mr. Soul" and then throws in a bit of T-Rex. That's quite a uh, commercial, yeah. commercially friendly. And there's a song near the end called "Time Won't Let Me," which is a sounds like a bit like a Stax kind of soul right. tune. There's quite a lot of horns on the horns on the album. The melodies are really, really strong and memorable throughout the whole album. Which I think is a hell of a lot more than could be said for a lot of Iggy's rather bland and forgettable MTV-friendly mm. rock albums of the 80s and 90s. Mm. And then there's this song, mm. and I've got no idea what's going on in this one, but what have we got? Fools! And eggs on a plate. But I'm insecure. 
There's a bookshop on my high street, full of novels I'd like to read. Though they used to seem attractive, you have put me. I don't bother with Camus, Jane Austen, Oscar Wilde, Charles Dickens. Kiss my darling when I see them laid out there. My My pulse races when I think of the places I could be if I weren't stuck here with me. Wondering how I managed to let you fool me one more. I care, and how you're fearless when I'm not there, and how you're gutless when I am, and how I'd wished you could have been a fucking man and just been honest. This was great. It's been fun, and I've had my uses. But once you've come, I am useless. So you should know.
things I can't And I've known that from the start So that was Owl and Mouse with the, the song Don't Read the Classics and I would suggest that that is another Fika Recordings trial. Yes, Fika mm. Recordings. Yeah. That's meet Making Marks that we played recently or yeah. that, the cosigns. Darren Heyman's on there. Oh, yes, yeah. 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 That's lots of really, really good stuff. That, who's the vocalist, so ah, yeah. very familiar. Did you think? Who's she? Who's she from another band? Hello, hello, darling, hello, darling. Well, hello to you as well. And uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> funny you should say that. <laughs> She's, uh, Is it the girl from Hello, darling? It's not. Right. It's not. Like it does sound like it. It's not. She's Australian. Um, oh. And her name's Hannah, Hannah Botting, I think, or Bolting. I'm not sure. I can't read the writing. What does it say on here? I can't oh, um, but yeah, she, she's um, definitely reminiscent of Elizabeth Boris mm. from Hello, Darling. Mm. Um, but actually, interestingly enough, uh, she is the sister of the bass player in Hello, Darling. So there's a link there. So there's a link, yes. yeah. Did um, I not find it absolutely devastating? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I think this is... This is We've spoken about this, haven't we? Because it, it upset you. It did upset me. It's an absolutely horrible thought that, that she felt what like that. Felt mm. sorry for her. Well, the guy that she's singing about, he, he, he sounds like an absolute burp. Well, you say <laughs> that. You say that. But, I mean, he, he might have been thinking, she's loving this. He might have been thinking, you know, this relationship's going all right. <laughs> and then she's thinking all those thoughts. I'm yeah. sure if, if, if they'd have only talked about it, I think they could have got through that. Do you think they Yeah, well, obviously, well, look, they're still having sex. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if she feels like, why is she allowing him to do that? <laughs> why is she saying no? Yeah. This is, this is, I, I don't know. And the worst thing It's the is, father in you coming out now, isn't it? Perhaps. Mm. Perhaps. Mm. But she says in that, you should have just been honest with me and say it's not working. Yeah. She doesn't mean that. Mm. She, that's the last thing she wanted to hear. Really? That's why she stuck with it. That's why it's so desperate. Mm. Because she's thinking this isn't really working. He's, he may be thinking, well, it's probably not working, but I'm getting sex. Mm. Uh, so it's gone for a bit too long and then that's why she's so crushed because she says she should have really pulled out of that stage mm. she should have been honest mm. and now she's putting all the blame on him oh yeah well yeah. but don't you think though also that she said, <laughs> can you can't just say it wasn't me yeah. <laughs> it's not, she's don't wag your finger at him all he did was bring the record along to play it no he's not the guy in the song as we all know yeah, as we all know every time I've ever had sex the woman has done a lap of yeah. <laughs> around the bedroom and high five me saying that's the best time we've ever had that's happened every single time I'm sure that happened to you as well yeah but, so, but in this I've never had sex with you I wouldn't know <laughs> okay you then yeah. <laughs> well, we have to share the bed let's not go if she was at such a terrible time yeah. you know and she knew it was going on why didn't she just she, it must have been slightly enjoyable why didn't she just go with it you know go with it a bit love <laughs> I'm not sure where your sympathies lie now. You, you've gone from being very upset for her to, to, to basically saying, sort your fucking self out. Yeah. I'm just saying, at that point, at that point, she goes, okay, this isn't really working. This probably won't go on that long. Yeah. But it's only going to take five or six minutes. Yeah. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> Let's five or six, six minutes. minutes. <laughs> when they're going to okay. do it three times. <laughs> Some sort of marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just enjoy it. <laughs> Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, 
Don't read the classics then. That's I, this set me thinking about some of the books that I've, you know, you, you get the, these great lists of oh, yeah. these are the no- yeah. and, you know, 100 novels you must read before you die. Yeah. I've read a few of those. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and some of my favourite books are the kind of things that would be included in those lists, mm. but quite a few of the ones I've read. Mm. Um, mm. I'm reminded of a good friend of mine. Uh, I, I bought, in, the, in the words, Wordsworth classics things you could buy for a oh, yeah, many yeah. years ago. And I bought The Great Gatsby, oh, yeah. and, I, and he saw me reading it, and he said, oh, I'll, I'll read that when you finish with it. And um, I, I didn't have the heart to tell him I didn't particularly like it, um, but it, so, so I didn't tell him anything about what I thought of the book, and I, I gave him the book, and a few weeks later I saw him again. He says, uh, oh, yeah, Great Gatsby, I finished reading that. And I said, what did you think? He said, Gatsby's a cock. A <laughs> <laughs> working class review. Yes. <laughs> working class yeah. review. But also, um, <laughs> anything by D.H. fucking Lawrence. Oh, yeah, the rainbow I had to read. Oh, that's that's awesome. Awesome. And Sons and Lovers. And, and you know, it, it's, it's just boring. Yeah. Why would anyone want to read that? Nothing fucking happens. No. And it takes a long 40 time. pages mm. for nothing to happen mm. while he's describing... Basically, he gets, cloud. he gets a hard on, doesn't he? He gets in the rainbow. He gets a hard on quite early on, and nothing happens with that. Who does the author? Well, no. the, the protagonist, right? Yeah, no. and, and he's, he's unable to do anything about it. Well, right. Have a fucking wank, mate. <laughs> right, and then and then it's a it's a short story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a short story. What's a long time? Boring. It's a plate. He got a hard on, so he had a wank. <laughs> the end. <laughs> But I mean, that would have been better. It would have been better. better. Yeah. Yeah. As, as beat and frankly, more relevant to kids doing A-levels. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but as beatniks as you are, yeah. you must have been drawn to Catcher in the Rye. I like that. I, 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 like in, fact, I, in fact, I reread that probably, was it like, either last year or the year before? Did you? Oh, I really enjoyed it, yeah. I yeah. got to about page 25 and thought, this is crap. Oh, really? No, I can't like this. It. Well, that's phony. That's because yeah. he's yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. phony. Yeah. That's a just through me. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. 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 Moby Dick. Moby Dick, I struggled through that fucking line. I, I, I have read Moby that. Dick and I quite liked it. Really? Uh, but uh, but it, it did take a long time to read it. No and, chips at all. And there was, there was entire chapters where he's just describing, nothing, again, nothing is happening, yeah, and he's describing, happening. not describing the whale, he's just describing the whiteness of <laughs> the whale right, right. for a whole chapter. Yeah, yeah then yeah, it, yeah, it could probably, yeah, yeah. you know, cut out half of it, skip that least. bit, you know. It just, yeah. came, just cut it half. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that one? <laughs> Melville. Herman Melville. Uh, yeah, Melville, just, just half, half the side. <laughs> right. I was like yeah. half portion of that. But, yeah. I, did, I, tried to, I, I don't know if you ever tried to read Dickens. I've tried to read I, I, I do quite like Dickens. I like Dickens. I thought he goes on a bit. <laughs> <He does. laughs> but the names are good, though, aren't they? All the characters are good. Chipping <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I quite like uh, a bit of Dickens. Oh, I read Oliver. I, 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 I tried to read Oliver. Right. It was taking forever. Right. <laughs> well, I know what's going to happen anyway. No more! No fucking more! No one broke it into song once! <laughs> Consider yourself wasn't in there! It's rubbish! Kicker's question time! Well, here we are again, and uh, I asked you a couple of very simple questions last time round. Um, one of which was, please, sir, yeah. please, sir, excuse me, sir. Excuse no, you can't. Sir. He's Googling again. Oh, right. He's Googling the answers again. I'm not. 
<laughs> yeah. If you find the answer between me reading out this question, get on with it. Get on, know, quick. Okay. Get anyway, on with it. Which UK top twenty single had these words in the run-out grooves? Don't disillusion me on the A side, and I've only got record shops left on the B side. Well, that, well, that's the kind of thing that you're either going to know yeah. or not know. Well, so I'm a little I, bit disappointed. Yeah, so I you, don't know that. I'm a little bit disappointed that you didn't go through your records and read... I haven't got that many records, and I haven't yeah. got... Was it 80s top 20 hits? Was it? No, it wasn't in the 80s. Oh, right. Okay. <clears throat> Is it? Yes. And you might be He's found the answer. Is it? Oh, damn it. He can't, <laughs> he can't view the picture. I can't... Well, Is it the Chemical Brothers? No. The film? Yeah. Did not? No. No. Uh, I think you might have to tell us that it's uh, Joy Division and uh, Love Will Tear Us Apart on the seven inch. It, it says, "Don't disillusion me on the A side, and I've only got record shops left." That makes it even more tragic, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Oh, gee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other question that I asked you last time round, which I think you you more or less guided us towards. Yeah, uh, I kind of. Which was, I said, "Which which all instrumental album was reputed to be Keith Moon's favourite?" Well, I know, having read the book Dear Boy, that Keith Moon was a massive, massive fan of instrumental surf music. Yes. So I think I... Didn't I shout out about four different bands? You did, right? yeah. The, the Surfari. The Surfari. And Jan and Dean yes. and Adventures and yes. various yes. people like that. So and one of them. And one of them is right. I don't right. know the names of any of them. And one of them is right. One of them is called... And it's... Surfing Time. And <laughs> <laughs> one of those is right. And it's this one. So yes, it was The Ventures. In fact, it's the, the album The Ventures in Space. 
Uh, and that we just heard the song uh, Out of Limits there. And you've got the, the vinyl. The right original here. vinyl, look at that. Isn't it gorgeous? Uh, thing? Oh, that's Where'd you get that from? That's, that's they're from record fairs, these ones. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's got songs from Moonchild, Exploration in Terror, mm. The Bat, yes. Love Goddess of Venus, and a song, and it won't be the same song, but it's. it's uh, it's, it says it's the main title theme from One Step Beyond. Yeah. Now, wouldn't a surf guitar version of One Step Beyond <laughs> be just that would, would be your aim? Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, great album. I don't think I've got. Well, I mean, three or four albums by the Ventures, and they're all fabulous. So yeah. Highly recommend. You can't go wrong with surf guitar. Music. No, not really. Anyway, two more questions then for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here. For next time. For next time. For next time. Yes. So the first question is: Who played guitar? On the first Monkeys recordings, and um, you can give me two names there, please. Because there's two people playing guitar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, let's go to another single. Uh, which is the longest single ever to grace the charts, the UK top twenty singles charts? I have some. This is good. I've got some, I've got some thoughts for answers. Oh, I, I have too. Yeah. So save them though. Save them till next time. Kickers question time. Um, I recently picked up on a song by the artist Adam Leonard on a recent compilation from Active Listener, uh, New Zealand's Active Listener, in fact. Uh, and the song's called I'm Gonna Sleep With Myself Tonight, and I really loved it. And I loved it so much that I included it on my next monthly mix. And I also found out while I was looking into this artist who I hadn't heard before uh, that Adam had started an online project called Octopus, where he... He was, and in fact still is, releasing eight songs from his back catalogue monthly for eight months. Um, anyway, I got into touch, in touch with him to say how much I was enjoying discovering his work. And to cut a, a short story even shorter, he agreed to answer a number of my questions in the form of our now legendary Q&A series. Yes. Um, and so I'll be publishing that very, very shortly. He gave some very interesting answers. Um, and I think he asked me to play a song that we would be unlikely to play if he hadn't asked me to play it. But you'll see when, I, when we post it. Anyway, but for now, uh, here's a song uh, I also have on his Leonardism collection. Um, and the song is called Robot Escape Bid. And I asked Adam to tell us what uh, inspired it and he said this so I said what inspired this song he says it's a true story I read somebody working on artificial intelligence in robots reported that their robot had tried to escape out of the research building uh, he says I think I may have placed the machine in a robot wars setting for the song because I used to like that TV programme but the basis is apparently true so here's Adam Leonard with Robot Escape Bid
for itself tried to escape from the center where it was built the robot learned new skills each day during arena battles at the Magna Carta Science Center in Rotherham South Yorkshire Robot Escape Mid, and uh, I hope you noticed the, the name checking of Rotherham in that yes, song. Yes, I did. So the Magna Carta Science Centre Rotherham. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I looked it up. Did you? Yes, yes. I thought that can't possibly ex- be exist, can it? I guess it's the Magna Carta Science Centre. it is. Visit magna.co.uk. Ah, but it's not, you see, it's not actually called the Magna Carta Science Centre, it's called the Magna Science Adventure Centre. Well, uh-huh. that's because. Uh, it did strike me as strange because, as every schoolboy knows, where was the Magna Carta signed? At the bottom. At the bottom, but in Runnymede, Kent. That's true. Yes, yes. in Runnymede, which <laughs> is Robert. nowhere fucking near Robert. No. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. It, um, but there you go. It's got four gadget-packed pavilions. Look. Is it? It yeah. looks quite good actually. It, <laughs> yeah. does, it does look quite good. Yeah. Uh, Science Adventure Centre with the, with the four gadget-packed pavilions themed around the elements of earth, air, fire and water. Yeah. It's not really, the song's not really about that. No. No, it's but not. It sounds like a nice place to go. Maybe a wizard's day out. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's take the kids. Yeah, so what's your front doors if you've got robots? That's where they get out. Straight through the front door. They're not fumbles, are they? No. no. They say that artificial intelligence doesn't seem artificial to me. No, no, no. no. Door. Yeah. So, so we can add that to our long list of Robot songs. We can. We should, we should do a playlist for robots. We did songs. a playlist for robot songs, <laughs> uh, but we never got around <laughs> to publishing it on the blog. Ah. So maybe this could be this the could impetus be to, to well, get this going. Uh, do have a look at uh, the question and answer that we did, uh, Adam and I. I asked our usual array of ridiculous questions, and, yeah. and he was polite enough to consider did most of them. Did you ask him the all important uh, of course, question? Of course. Yeah, 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 the cricket question? The cricket question, of course. Say good. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Well, don't but tell he, us how he said. We'll, no, 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 no. He'll read the fact. But he, he's, uh, he was very very full in his responses, and uh, I particularly enjoyed the fact that he, he suggested some bands that we should be listening to, and I've, I've gone away right. and listened to a number of them, mm-hmm. and one in particular, the band Pulco, who I wasn't familiar with, I'm very keen on right, right. at the moment. Where can we find more of this Adam Leonard chap's music, then? Well, he uh, on the the blog that I'll put up is he's got a website which I, th- I can't remember. It's Adam Leonard Music, I think it's called. Um, but I'll put two, right. I'll put a couple of links on it, yeah. um, so you, you can find out. But yeah, this this you'll like this Rebel because his Octopus project, which is these eight tracks, is releasing for eight months. All right. Um, if you're quick enough, they're free. Oh yeah. We oh. <laughs> write something down. Yeah. yeah. So so there you go. So yeah, thanks very much to Adam for answering our questions and. Uh, 
Well, he's worth listening to because even if you didn't like that song, which I think you'd be a fool no, if you didn't. Really, yes, he does. Fool. He does a whole range of different sounds. All the songs sound very, very different. And uh, yeah, great talent. My Robert Pollard track this time round comes from his side project Lexo and the Leapers, that to date has only released the single EP Ask Them that came out in 1999. On this record, Bobby Pop is backed by the Dayton band The Tasties, who include Ter Lamar, who is rather brilliantly credited on the album with Solid Quips. Bass and Solid Quips. Yeah, bass and Solid yeah. Quips. Yeah. Uh, the EP includes the track Fair Touching, uh, which you may be familiar with, because it appeared a couple of years later on the Guided by Voices record Isolation Drills, in a very different incarnation. Of course, of course it uh, However, the best-known track on display is the one we're about to play. It regularly appears high up on GBV aficionados' lists of the top 100 Pollard songs, and bear in mind that is way less than 10% of the man's output. Uh, But perhaps more personally, it answered the question we are most often asked, namely, what Smurfs would the Wizards be, should there, heaven forbid, be a Smurfs 3 film? The answer, of course, is alone, stinking and unafraid.
This time the world did What it told me it would Keep telling myself It's not over yet Three points today And other results could go away There's no doubt I'm an optimist Cause in six days and a bit Seems I've forgotten we're fucking shit Another fucking weekend ruined I hate this team, we're forever doomed Another fucking weekend ruined And I'm in a filthy rotten mood Another weekend ruined It's the hope that really kills, you know it's all so easy to predict, but I throw out all logic. Come three o'clock again on Saturday, dreaming of a ruin, I admit, but no, we're still fucking shit. Another fucking weekend ruined, I hate this team. Another fucking weekend ruined And I'm in a filthy rotten mood Another weekend ruined Overpaid players but I'm underwhelmed They care nothing as the club that swells Just wanna see a little pride in the shirt It should mean something in Woody uh, with another fucking weekend ruined yeah. from ruined f- ruined ruined yeah from the album Random Football Musings Random Football Musings set to music which is available as a name your price download on uh, mybrotherwoody.bandcamp.com highly highly recommended painfully painfully true though. it is isn't it yeah that, 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 that I did actually send him a message he hasn't replied yet which is my fault because I only sent him the message last night saying, you seem to have a really good understanding mm. of the pain and frustration. Mm. We of all three. Which, suffer, as yeah. we yeah. as Bolton, QPR and Leeds fans yeah. know all about. Yeah. And I just wanted to know what team he supported. Yeah. He would he would feel this. Is he Irish? I don't know. He sounds Irish. No idea. What team would it be in Ireland? I don't yeah, I would make him a Liverpool fan, maybe, or Leeds. Oh, could be a Leeds fan. Uh, yeah. Was, I thought everyone in Ireland supported Man, Man, Man United. Do they? they? I think so. Well, if, if, yeah. if we find that out, we'll have to delete that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. And the thing I always say, and I, I thought it was just me who said this, I hope. 
Yeah, it's the hope that kills you. Mm. It's actually that stupid, naive belief Mm. that you're turning up at three o'clock and it might be different this time. But you see, the great thing is, I I would say that you, more than anyone I know, personify this belief. Because I I, I was with you Mm. uh, last season, two seasons ago. Fulton had lost seven or eight on the trot or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and then you saw them win against my team, and not just win, but Amorous. That's right. Yeah. And and you you suddenly, yeah. full of hope, yeah. full of belief. Yeah. I think I think you you said you, we will win every game. In fact, in in fact you bet me. I bet you bet me with about eight games, six or seven games left of the season. You said Bolton will win every single yeah. game by two clear for the rest <laughs> of the season. <laughs> Did they win anymore? I don't. Uh, they won one or two. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't quite as successful as that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's but it, doesn't it make you? realise that in essence this love mm, in inverted yeah. commas of football mm. is ruining your life ruin yeah ruin, ruin. ruin. absolutely <laughs> ruin my life because you go from week in week out mm. and then just having a free sort of hope just before kick off <laughs> to have it destroyed I've got the new season the new season's dreadful for that isn't well, it well I, this, I mean I think I'm I'm, I'm, I don't have much hope. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I, 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 I've been I've been yeah. through this so many times mm-hmm. that now I, I'm just I don't expect anything at the beginning. Why did you do it? I don't. Well, it's because I go to see my mates. That's why I go. To no, 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 no. It's deeper than that. I go to see my mates. You feel it. I go to see my mates, and it's traditional. I like be I like being the atmosphere of the ground. I don't go there with any expectation. You like a boo, don't you? You like a good boo. No, I don't. I never boo. Do you not boo? I never boo. No. Are you anti booing? Uh, nah, if they want to do it, they pay the money and do what they like. So yeah, what's yeah. your view on booing? I don't boo my own team. I don't boo my own team. Oh, I, no, well, I might mutter stuff about my own team to myself. Mutter to yourself? Yeah, yeah but I, I, wouldn't, I don't really, you know, shout uh, yeah, things out to the team. I, I think I probably have done in moments of no, my point, listen, listen to him. My point <laughs> is that it destroys your life. <laughs> yeah. Because week after week of experiencing this destruction of the, my spirit my, my, my spirit to, to go on living right yeah. I insulate myself against the experience I know I'm going to have I know I'm going to have crushing disappointment again and again and again so what I do psychologically is suppress emotion suppress emotion so it doesn't overwhelm me but then then what I've done now I've suppressed me I've suppressed my whole personality so that football can't hurt me anymore <laughs> so what have I become at that stage I've become a husk of man yeah yeah, football has killed me. Yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. emotion. There's no, I'm not going to express emotions because I know I'm going to get crushed mm. by Bolton Wanderers every Saturday. I don't know that. I, I mean, I mean, I understand that, and and yeah. and, I, and and it rings true. But I would have to say that in the last ten, fifteen years, I have started to care less. It, it has oh. it, the the pain has become less. Lucky, well done. Yeah, oh, well, I, I I care just as much, but. Uh, I think in the QBR went through such a terrible time in the late nineties and early two thousands that, and the club nearly went out of existence. And I think people who were, you know, who are my age who remember QBR when we were consistently a top division team, never even thought we'd get be in the trouble of going out of existence. And uh, <clears throat> then after that, you're just grateful for the fact that you're a football team, mm-hmm. you know. The fact, you know, so anything else is is is, is mm. a real bonus, and you're just grateful to have a, a social thing you can go along to. If, every week in the nineties, uh, we used to go. To, I used to go home and away, and every week we'd end up sitting in the pub in the late in the evening, and we'd have the same conversation. We said, "This has been a really great day. We've had a great what a, what a great day." 
Except for that two hours in the middle <laughs> where you went to that fucking football match, which was horrible yeah. and shit. Yeah. But the rest of the day yeah. has been great. And yeah. I think in those years we realised that's, what that's the important yeah. bit. Yeah. And that whether you win or lose, you know. What you're saying, it's like an alcoholic. You've got to hit rock bottom. Yes, I maybe just not maybe not found it yet. I think, yeah. I, I, think, I think you probably you probably have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Bolton in the fourth division. Well, that kind of been happy times. So. That was pretty bad. Mm. That was pretty bad. I think I think I, think I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And, we, and when we sold our stadium to the co-op, I think I walked away. <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's before that we had Lexo and the Leapers. Lexo and the Leapers. Yeah, um, going back well, I'll tell you, I, there's something on that record I don't, I can't recall ever having heard on no. any record ever. And at about one minute thirty into it, there's, um, he's got that bit at the start where he's playing the guitar and it's quite quiet. Yeah. Ding, 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 that bit. And then you, you can actually hear him turning up the volume yeah. on, <laughs> on his guitar. That's right, that's right, yeah. uh, and, and so it doesn't hit a, hit a pedal to no. change the effect. He's actually... You can hear him turning up the volume. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. I like that bit. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I, I, when the first time I heard that song, and it was just going tootling along with that quiet bit, and I'm thinking, yeah, this isn't one of Pollard's best. But then when the when the loud bit came in, mm-hmm. uh, and it and it, I liked it a lot more. Yeah. It, it works really well live. Live versions tend to be much more raucous than that. I, I've mentioned this to you before. The really? Rock Robots Guide to Guide. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, you, you didn't seem that impressed. No, I wasn't that impressed. You're not impressed, are you? No. Uh, I, don't, I don't like them. Rock Robots. <laughs> I don't like what them. we would say is Rock Robots Guide to Guide by Voices Suck My Cock. We would say <laughs> Rival Guide by Voices Block. Well, you know, if you're on the internet, you know, you want to know all about Guide by Voices, there is the database, isn't it? To be yeah. Honest. Yeah. And then there's obviously the, the Kicker of Owls Daily Double. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Rock Robot Guide to Guide. No. no, okay, okay. But anyway, he does a very good review of this. Does he? Comprehensive, Does he? I think, yes. He said, the, uh, the first Robert Pollard side project which I get to write about, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lex and Leap the Robert up. Pollard being backed by the test, as you said, I did say, is a six track EP full with heavy rock straight from the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. which has a focus on the full side of rock. He said, <laughs> now, do you agree with this? No, Can you possibly agree with, with Rock Robot anything? <laughs> so he said, there are, seems to be uh, three types of Robert Pollard side projects. He's the first is the phone and lyrics type. These are albums where someone writes the music mm. and separately Pollard sits down some vocals over the tracks. Yeah, see like Circus Nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second is the I Can't Believe You Bought This toss-off type stuff. Oh, yes. Such as Nightwalker. Yes, that's, a, that's not a great album. Okay. <laughs> the third type <laughs> is actual collaborations where the album actually sounds like a full band is performing together. Yeah, that's, and that's the case with Lex and the Leapers. It is, yeah. I agree, so I, I, uh, I agree with that. Some pieces yeah. But can I just say, you can still suck my cock, yeah. because I've, I'm sure I've said that first. Maybe, maybe you did yeah. say that. But what I, I really loved about the song, it's like, it's an anthem, and it's an anthem, mm-hmm. where you feel like punching the sky mm-hmm. and saying, stinking and unafraid. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you wouldn't hear that often. Think, well, it's funny you mentioned anthems, because one of my favourite bits in that song is uh, I, I can't remember where it's quite quite early on I think there's a there's a really audible sigh uh-huh. as he's as it, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and reminiscent I thought of I do know what sigh yeah, yeah. <laughs> reminiscent <laughs> of spring you know spring, spring scene does forty one shots yeah yep. and there's a big sigh that he does in that in the, towards the beginning of that yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I I really like that the tasties of course you'll know um, are from Dayton Ohio. Because you, I do said that. You said that in about ten minutes ago. I didn't say that from Dayton Island. Well, anyway. Anyway, anyway, I did say Dayton Island. I I did you right. Um, And featuring Terry Lemmer. 
Yes, based on solid that's that's yeah. that's right. And they were actually part of um, Kim Deal's band oh, between yeah. Breeders Records. Oh, right. Um, and when she had the Amps album, do you remember that? Oh yes, Amps the Amps album. Yeah, and uh, yeah. she was Tammy, Pacer. Yes, yeah. and she was Tammy Ampersand, wasn't she? And uh, anyway, I, I, so happens that uh, oh, I, I don't know where. Oh, here, I've got that Amps album here. Yeah. And you'll see there's a, there's a song called I Am Decided on there. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, interestingly, our friend James Greer, who we'll talk about later in the pod, uh, notes that the Amps I Am Decided uh, was an amalgamation of two Guided by Voices songs, uh, I Am Decided and Are You Faster, both, both of which Deal was given permission to use. And the Guided by Voices songs came on, a, on, on like a suitcase collection later, so this was the first time they were heard. Would you like to hear I Am Decided by the Amps? I can't decide. You decide. Uh, okay. Germany, scour Germany, uh, and, and find the cream of German scar. Because obviously, as we know, in every single country in the world, there is a functioning scar scene. 
<laughs> and, and, and of course, that was the case. It took, uh, it took me a while. Yeah. I went through Berlin. Yeah. Went through other towns. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to uh, um, Skalka? Very good, very good. I don't think that's even a place, is it? So I think it's Schalke, you think Schalke. It's no, not a place, no. It's not a place. No. No. But I ended up in Munster. Oh, yeah. I ended up in Munster. Munster. Where, where I met Del Bosso. Oh. Del Bosso. Now, now, in 1985, he'd been very successful, and he, arguably the first German language star was by the great Del Bosso and his ping pongs. Um, but, but they had a bit of a hiatus for quite. <laughs> Quite a number of years. Uh, after having a couple of hits, obviously. Uh, but now they're back. He's got, oh. they've got the band back together. Uh, and all the boys are rocking it up. And I went there, and frankly, I felt I joined Team Ping Pong. <laughs> so, let's hear him. Del Bosso and Die Ping Pongs with Bruta!
got was uh, the John Steele Singers uh, featuring Everett True with the live version of State of Unrest, which is uh, from the uh, extra disc that came with their brilliant album, Everything's a Fred, and the extra disc is called uh, Recorded Live at the Plutonium 2014. Mm. Uh, that song is on the album, <clears throat> but it's just a normal length song without all the ranting from Everett True at the end. Uh, usually, when you get like a live bonus disc with a with an, a, a new album, it's usually you know you listen to it once and then just mm. carry on listening to the album. This is outstanding. Mm. The, the, the the songs on the album that are also on the live album are all way way better on the live versions. Uh, there's an extra song on there. I don't know much about these guys. I don't, I don't know really hardly anything about them at all. But uh, is there someone called John Steele in it? Not as far as I know. I don't know. Doesn't doesn't say anything. I don't know. <clears throat> Don't know. Who's the drummer? Don't know. Mm. Well, you think it might be John Steele, like a steel drummer? I wasn't yeah. going to say that, but... Uh, <laughs> no, I really like the drumming. I thought the That's drumming right. was fantastic. Yeah. I, I love yeah. that you can hear the sticks hitting each other. Yeah. In the rim. Of the well, they've got it's a song with a guest, you know, Robert Forster from the Go-Betweens oh, yeah. is, is guesting on, on an extra song on here. Mm. You know, it's uh, it's 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 brilliant album. Great really. to drive to, that song. <laughs> yeah. Is he, uh, I mean, did Everett True sing the whole thing, or is it John No, no, the, 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 the bit at the end... The band are playing the song, and then the bit at the end with the bloke talking and swearing a lot yes. is Everett True. Yeah. As, in, as in the ex creation recording artist and uh, Melody Maker journalist. That's probably what he's best known for, isn't it? Yeah. Melody Maker journalist. He's, you know, I, I, I'd never heard of him, obviously. He's the guy who. who, who well, he's, he's the kind of go to guy. If you're doing a documentary about Kurt Cobain or Nirvana or anything yeah. like that, he's, he's your guy you get as you're talking about because he was. He's, he introduced Kurt to Courtney, I believe. Yes. So the story goes, he introduced them and, and uh, you know, poor old Kurt. Because he met Courtney. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. I really like that yeah. very much. Very, very good find, that. Well, we might be having it here in some more of that Ooh, on, the, on, our, on our end of year mix thing. Uh, Great. Yeah. And before that, we had uh, El Bosso. Oh, you call him El Bosso, no Well, I think that's what he says on the record. When I got to know him, he gets annoying. It's, it's Del. He comes Del, Del. Yeah. Del. El, short for Del. El, Del, Boss, El Del Bosso and friends. the ping-pongs, the ping-pong, presumably, <laughs> yeah. or rather than the dead ping-pongs. And Bruce, well, Zeto, I would say, my friend. Zeto. Da. <laughs> what's, what's that mean? Very, very exciting. Very good. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, we were saying friend of when he was playing, we was, you, you were saying... Yeah. And you, you mentioned Ukrainians. It sounds a bit... Gogol, Bordello, and all that. Yeah, that, that, especially that. Uh, oh, we, we it sounds a bit Eastern Europe. Yeah, but we wondered whether it had, like, it was, it was a classic song that they sort of nicked a bit. Yeah, yeah. We, we couldn't play it. We're not knowledgeable enough to do that, are we? I had the misfortune fairly recently to be travelling down the M1. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. uh, oh dear me, that's terrible. It's not a good journey, that's it. Were you, in a, that. were you in a car? I was in the car, okay, yeah. Well, that's to, slightly, slightly to, better. To that London. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But I had this song playing, it was playing, and, and actually I was listening to this just prior to a, an emergency bog stop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, it clearly inspired me because uh, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I was in the, uh, the urinals there, Oh, you, it wasn't that much of an emergency then. You made it to the Uranus. Well, I ran. Right. Well, yeah, but you, I thought you meant you like oh, on know. a hard shoulder or just out the window. No, 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 no Out the window no, no. as you're going along in the slow lane. <laughs> no. no, I didn't do that. No, I used to. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he's from Yorkshire. After. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it inspired me. As, as, I had that song ringing in my ears as, <laughs> as I was uh, relieving myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, a little kick out of all its contents. And uh, <laughs> I'm your son. <laughs> 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 and I thought if. If I were ever to form 
a ska band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I'd uh, I'd call it Armitage Skanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here with my bulging sack of mail. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're all mail. Yeah. You're all mail bulging sack. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And I was yeah. trying to talk about posts and correspondence. Oh, uh, yeah, so I feel like I've been yeah. drunk. Yeah, we'll put your ball back away then, so we can concentrate. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've had. Uh, we'd like to say a little hello to uh, one Mary Cigarettes, uh, <laughs> for, who's been. Uh, uh, having a little chat with us about our John Grant, we did it. We went to see John Grant and reviewed. Little bit weightist. So check. Little bit weightist. No, no, no. She was calling me heavyweight talent. She right. didn't mean it in that way. Oh. Yeah, you, you, yeah. When she said, uh, when, when he said that, it was like Elton John, the voice, and and and, and the, the you know the not, presence, song, not the girth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, and then we've uh, <laughs> we also had um, David Gedge. Oh, oh yes, David mm. Gedge. Now, now, uh, David Gedge is now following us on Twitter. Of course, he is. I feel like getting a T-shirt, right, and putting that on the front <laughs> yes. because even though it's quite exciting, that isn't it? Well, I'm a, as you know, as as uh, you guys all know, uh, and our listener knows very well, I'm a huge fan of the Wayne Brothers. Mm-hmm. Always have been, mm-hmm. and but for some reason, since we started up our band Twitter, our, our Twitter thing. Uh, I, I've really wanted David Gedge to follow us mm. uh, from the Wayne Brothers, and I don't really know why because out of every sort of pop star or, or musician you can think of he is the most approachable guy mm. even when they were headlining Reading Festival and things like that he was still manning his own t-shirt stall mm. and, and talking to people you know he's, he's not like he's like oh I really wish we could get a, a retweet from David Gage mm. well, you know, who was that then? that was me that was, it was, it was a person pretending to be me right. yeah, it was me so, would, you, would you say that that was the yeah. best moment of your life? no Oh, okay. no, not at all. Well, it's really strange that because... Yeah. I've, I've, but, it, but, you know, it's... it's, it's uh, uh, we've had some people, frankly, better known than David Gedge who have already followed us on Twitter, but I was... I kind of... Uh, I'm t- I'll tell you what it is. When we started on the Twitter and, and we and we did a couple of tweets uh, related to the wedding present, I was, I was genuinely a little bit disappointed that he didn't follow us because <laughs> he is a very prolific Twitter user yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and he didn't follow us. So then I started to court him <laughs> ah, on Twitter mm-hmm. by deliberately copying him to things yeah. things that might appeal to him yeah. and uh, he, he, I got a retweet out of him on his birthday I was at Amsterdam Zoo and I saw um, a, a, a thing called a Watusi cow right. uh, and I took a picture of it uh, and uh, at the wedding present have an album called Watusi and mm-hmm. he retweeted it. That was when I started to see his defences mm-hmm. were, were being lowered, yeah. you know, and then I was in for the strike with a blog post and, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because yeah. I had I had a, a, a 14-year-old daughter and she came running to my bedroom about two in the morning. This is what kids do now. Mm. She said, Dad, 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 are, are we all grande? Are we Ariana grande? Are we grande? Yeah. It's followed me on Twitter. She was ex. And then I think that was the best moment of her life so far. And who's he? It's she. Well, Rio Grande, which is what he said, is a large river in Mexico. (laughs) But Ariana Grande is a a, a pop star. A popular popular beat combo. (laughs) 28 million followers on Twitter, I believe. But she only follows your daughter. (laughs) Is there other correspondence, though? Oh, well, we've been uh, the lovely eggs. The lovely, lovely eggs. Of whom we are all big fans. Uh, I was uh, emailing them about... I was actually emailing them asking them about the Manchester gig they had. Uh, asking Recently, if, yeah. if the time machine 
who we've had yeah, on the podcast yeah. Fine machine, yeah. See, see if they were oh, going to so be... Fine machine, yeah. If they were going to be... Fine machine. Yes. Uh, if they were going to be supporting them at that gig, yeah. and uh, we had a little bit of to and fro, and I was saying how we'd, we'd played some of their stuff on our podcast before, and I, and I said, well, what song do you feel is the most sort of underappreciated in your canon? <laughs> uh, and, and they said, Creeping. Just the one word, was it? <laughs> no, they said they said you should play creeping. He says it's not one of them. Oh, I thought, well, they, I thought they were describing you, you writing to <laughs> no, it as, no. as being an act of, you know... Yeah, well, creeping. yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's not one of our well-known ones. It's a B-side to the Panic Plant single, but I like it. Light a fire inside your car And set the keys down on the grass My hammer's out inside your heart you cannot blame what I've become creeping There's a man inside your bones And as I drag them far from home And pull you up onto my roof You cannot blame what I've become creeping there's a jewel that can't be seen You'll find it in the hanging tree And when the night eats all of me You cannot blame what I've become creeping
Suki Ayumi on the fantastic album Terraforming uh, on uh, Ample Play Records, our friends at Ample Play Records there. Hmm. Uh, what a fantastic sound that is. Love it. Yeah. I, I really like that. In fact, the whole album's really good, isn't it? It is. Great, yeah. Um, and uh, I so much did I like that that, uh-huh. that uh, I decided to post it on uh, on Facebook through my own personal Google account. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I posted it on onto uh, a work colleague's page, and uh, this particular work colleague has a Japanese wife. Uh huh. Because yeah. he's Japanese, Matsuki. Are you? Yes, he is. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And in fact, he's singing in Japanese there. Yes. Yeah. Did you find out what he's saying? Well, anyway, I posted I posted this uh, this song, this particular song on on my this 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 fellow side. And he's a, he's a big bloke, nice lad. Tends to listen to Neil Diamond. Right. Um, and uh, I, I wrote a little comment on there to say, uh, how about listening to some modern music? Because yeah. yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's this year, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Turns out, the lyrics in that song... Uh-huh. It's, so it's, it's like off Neil Diamond. It's it? a pretty <laughs> soppy love song uh-huh. to, and I quote, my special friend. It's <laughs> 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 a little bit awkward. Have a look at the moment. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Listen, so the, and you've never sent him a special like thing before to this no, gentleman. This is this is this is me breaking it to him that, that I'm you know, really infatuated. <laughs> <laughs> He's very much my special friend. Oh, that, well, to your special friend, 
from our space. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I thought? In my brain, that song should be should be accompanying a a manufacture and maintenance of bicycles. To me, in my head, that song just said cogs, spokes, mm. pedals. It spoke to you. T- it spoke to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it rang a bell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, the cogs were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as you'll find out, give me a sore bottom. <laughs> oh, get her! Now, very excitingly, we have a, a TTW Trust the Wizards exclusive. Whoa! Oh yes, Whoa. an exclusive play. Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, this next song uh, has come my way via. I'm talking about being excited about being followed by proper musicians via a former Guided by Voices bassist. All-round novelist and follower of the pod. All-round novelist. <laughs> is that another scientist coming? Is, 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 is he a holy gentleman? No. Okay. No, 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 no. He's one of the fastest novelists known to <laughs> James Greer. Yes, of course, James Greer. Jim. Oh, you're, yes. that, you're that close. Oh, yes, Jim. Jimmy boy. <laughs> now, uh, I got in touch with Jim. Jim. I got in touch with Jim because I'd ordered his band, Detective, or as we now know them, DTCV, with that threw, that threw me a bit. Yeah. <laughs> all, those, all the cool kids are calling. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Detective, uh, who we have played on the pod before. Um, anyway, I contacted him because I ordered, they've got a single out, well, they had a single out this year, which is a cover version of um, a Blondie song, In the Sun, on 7 Inch. And it's a very nice cover version of that. Anyway, I wrote to him because I hadn't received it. And uh, yeah, I was a little, little bit. Peeve, but yeah, I was fairly yeah, nice. Not, not, like, not like me at all. Yeah. Anyway, he was very apologetic and he said, I'm really sorry about that, we'll sort it out, which indeed he has done. Um, and he sent me this MP3 saying, Here's, here's a song from my forthcoming album, uh, Don't Play It to Anybody. Oh. <clears throat> oh. So, uh, well, I did write back and said, Would it be okay if we played it to nobody via the medium of a podcast yeah. that nobody <laughs> listens to? And he was fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're going to have, hear a song. It's called uh, "Miley Cyrus Wins the Race," and it comes from well, that's it from the unreleased album as yet. But the album's going to be called "Uptime" uh, with an exclamation mark. And rather disappointingly, not "Ebola Stole My Vinyl," which was the uh, the correspondence that we had the uh, really the yeah. Well, it's probably to do with Ebola. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so from uh, "Uptime" exclamation mark, here's with "Miley Cyrus Wins the Race."
this time's Trust the Wizard podcast. So it only remains for me, Rebel Ricket, to say to you, listener, good night. And from Mr. Kicker of Elves, it's good night from him as well. Yeah, <laughs> good night from him. And from Sharitho, Garbanzo, it's Alvida Oh, adios. Adios indeed. <laughs> good night, listener, but just before you go, we've got a message from our political department. Hello, this is Nigel Farage. I'd just like to give the introduction to uh, our latest manifesto. Don't buy British chicken. Keep consumption for foreign chicken. Show your patriotism. Save our British squirrel. Foreign muck grains destroyed our British reds. Our British beef restore order. Eat foreign beef. Our British citizen cows. Our British pigs must be protected. British ladders, the best the pride of empire. British bonds, British cancer. A world beater. Show your patriotism. British bombs, British guns, British wine. Roadkill, that is British. Dead British cyclists. British music. Brit pop. A British egg with British toast. Our fine British minimum wage. Our supreme British hospices. Guard our borders from foreign muck. Fester and grow our great British heart failure. Our failure to protect our great British terminal illnesses. We fight them in the trees and on the hills. Conserve our heritage, our traditions, our old asbestos industry. Let them know that we are British that they are foreign marks.